Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and today we're going to hear from Shana Weisinger. She's the founder and CEO at Repurpose House, which is a content repurposing service that really multiplies results of your content efforts. And she presented an incredible workshop at DM headquarters recently about how to get off the hamster wheel of content doom and work smarter instead of harder. Now, obviously, we all know that long form video can do so much. It can be edited and reshaped. But what I want to share in this first clip is a live example of how Shana finds what you can edit and reshape from text content like blog posts, ebooks, and in this particular case, a Facebook post. Take a listen. So on to the last form of content, text. People generally are like, how am I going to make text in video? Because you have blog posts, things like that. But they're not traditionally shared really well on social media. Facebook, if you throw a link on there, it's not even going to show anybody the link because Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. Um, Also, text is kind of one of those things where we're like, how do we even share it as social media assets? But let's first dive into the types of text that you can repurpose. Again, this is like my base list, so throw more examples in the chat um, after I get through this. But first and foremost is blogs. We just... We just said that, right? So who here has a blog that they've got a ton of text content on? Wow, we had way more video. I love it. Awesome. You know that your videos can be converted into blog posts, right? We're going to talk about resources for that later also. Um, Okay, eBooks. So we have a bunch of authors, and if you haven't done, like, the audio version of it, your books are going to be great repurposing pieces. We, Like I said, we have a lot of authors who um, we do a ton of this for, especially when they were doing a launch and we tease it. Um, You can send them to the landing pages to purchase, things like that. Paper books, as long as it's digital, we can you can pull it out. Obviously, the words, you're not going to want to sit there and be typing it all, all at the same time. But if you've written a paper book, it's a great thing to repurpose. Stats are awesome to repurpose. Um, people love their stats, and they're highly shareable, which is great. Testimonials. So not all the time are you able to get somebody in front of a camera to rave about how awesome you or your business is, right? A lot of the times, that's going to come in the form of text. So these are great to repurpose into video for social. And then white papers, so data, like we were talking about, stat-heavy, data-heavy, things like that are really great examples. Please put more examples, if you've got them, in the chat and share with the group. Um, But I'm going to show you an example of what these can look like. So same deal, the three different sizes for all the different, you know, repurposing styles and where they're going to live. You're going to see animated text coming through. Um, Same thing we were talking about earlier, up to 100 words is usually about 90 seconds, give or take, depending on the animation speed. Um, Also, it's really cool. You can put some stock video behind it. You can put stock audio. Like these actually are GIFs, but they they do have like stock uh, music behind it as well. Um, And we're going to talk about tools on how to do this as well. So um, let's do one more piece of content. Um, This was an interesting one. It was actually a Facebook post. Um, It's all text. So let's go through it really quick. This one was cool for a couple of different reasons. We're going to kind of go through another little happy um, marketing tip here. But Laura uh, talks about her life-changing aha moment about life purpose. She goes on to talk about um, a couple of different people who she takes advice from, mentors, things like that. So one was Trevor Blake's webinar. Um, She pulled a quote from him that says, first, you got to say, I'm committing to let life fill the details and to do whatever it takes. 
then you take yourself to your favorite place, which is out in nature somewhere, where you'll be undisturbed for a period of time. There you sit and do nothing. You just wait for life to tell you what your purpose is. And the purpose comes out. Typically, the purpose can be really abstract. For me, it's always been to lead by example. So for me, the, the piece that I would repurpose is going to be a chunk of what uh, Trevor said in his webinar that she pulled. So what's great about that is I know it's not what Laura said, right? But that's okay. You, she can take what he said, attribute to the bottom. Like, so you can, on, on like quotes, you can on the bottom say like, by Trevor Blake, right? But what's cool about that is you're giving him um, recognition and the power of cross promotion is real. Now you're gonna tag him in the post. He's seeing that you're creating content that's promoting him, which is great. Um, you know, you don't want to clearly like take other people's ideas, but you're giving him credit, you're tagging, and it show it's it's a nice way to be able to create content kind of, but not have to have the onus of like the actual um, like education that's being given on yourself, right? It's kind of like when you are doing podcast episodes or you're interviewing people, right? Um, so that would be a piece that I would repurpose. Tag him, you're able to attribute. You can also do a really cool image quote out of that, right? And then she goes on to talk about some other people who she's quoting as well. So just out of this piece of content, you can get two repurposed text motion videos. You are able to cross promote both of them to different people who likely have a large audience. And if they end up liking it, um, reposting it, commenting on it, now that piece of content is not just gonna be seen by your audience, it's going to be seen by theirs as well. So the power of cross-promotion in um, repurposing content and content in general is really, really huge. So this was a really great example that I was excited to share with you guys. All right, we're gonna cruise through. We're gonna keep on going. Um, let's talk about image quotes. So obviously we have our seven topics, right, for our video. We're gonna do the long form video. It's gonna be in seven little chunks, things like that. Those are gonna be your repurposed video assets. But what about the image quotes, okay? So here's some stats on that. Neil Patel found that images with people in them can have up to a 95% increase in conversions alone. Um, what that means is when you do an image quote, does everybody know what I mean by image quote? Raise your hand if you know what that means. Okay, cool, so let's break down what exactly that is. So essentially, if you've seen on social media, it's like an image and it's got text, like a quote on it, and you know, a photo of a person doing their happy thumbs up or whatever, and it's just something really cool or impactful that they said, that would be an image quote. Um, an image quote can also be just a, a block with an image on it and like a stat with text, right? So it's text heavy, up to 25 words, because you don't want too many words because it's gonna get real crowded. We say keep it under 25, um, but that's essentially what an image quote is. Just an image that has some text on it that's impactful as a standalone piece. Does everybody, does that make sense to everybody? We're cool? Perfect, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about image quotes. Use association. People wanna share things that they're proud to be associated with. So the things that you're going to want to share are gonna, you know, not like what I ate for breakfast. Like, yeah, that burrito was awesome. Probably not what you're gonna want on your image quotes. You're gonna want something that people actually engage with and they want to share with their group. Because remember, um, your audience is only gonna see, your, first of all, your entire audience is never gonna see anything that you post on social media. It just doesn't really work that way. What you want to have happen is that other people really like your content, they're commenting on it, they're liking it, they're sharing it, and then that's where you start to get more eyeballs on the stuff that you're creating. So making sure that um, people want to share the stuff that you're sharing is gonna go a long way. Again, we've already talked about 25 words max. That's just because it becomes a crowding issue and people don't wanna read a ton of text on an image, just keep it clean. Um, and then make it a strategy that people can implement, a statistic or something that provokes emotion. So like the, the moms 
um, piece of content that we did earlier, that's an emotion-provoking quote. So that's going to be a really great example of an image quote, the shortened piece that we, we came up with. Um, strategies that can be implemented are awesome. So like a really quick how-to that's 25 words or less. Um, and then a stat. Stats do really, really well. So anything stat-related in your industry is going to be great. In this next clip I have for you, Shana goes into how to stop the scroll with headlines that pique interest in your audience. It's a small clip, but there's a lot of really powerful information. Here it is. So we have the seven by seven sheet, right? We've got the topics just kind of like real quick and dirty fleshed out, right? Now we need to come up with epic headlines that will actually get the attention of somebody who sees them on social to get them to stop scrolling and to actually watch what it is that you filmed, right? So here's some really cool stats. SEO hacker found that headlines with numbers generate 73% more social shares and engagement. So that's why we're using numbers first and foremost. Outbrain and HubSpot found that headlines with odd numbers got 20% more clicks than headlines with even numbers. The brain is a crazy thing, right? Like for some reason, we really like numbers, we really like odd numbers, and statistically, the number seven performs the best out of all of the numbers. So that's why we're doing a seven by seven sheet because it, it works on the brains and it plays a little psychological trick on people who are actually scrolling through your social content. So one thing to be said is like, here's the deal, in every piece of content you create, it's not gonna always be seven, right? Um, but what you can do is if you have an even number of things that you talk about, always default to the odd number below it and then put a plus sign next to it. So you'll see like if it's actually eight reasons why, yada, 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 you're going to want to say seven plus reasons why, yada, yada, yada. And psychologically, that's actually going to get you more engagement, says the stats, than if you put eight. It's silly. It's ridiculous. But it's what actually works. So um, if you can stick with seven, great. That's why we're doing it this way. Um, and if you have to go with an even number on other types of content, like stuff that you're repurposing um, that you've already created, just stick with that odd number plus. OK, so let's talk about actual headlines, like the words, right? Um, so 100 million headlines were analyzed by BuzzSumo. They, it's a, this is a really cool study. I was actually rocked by this because uh, some of the, the um, data that they found was actually kind of surprising to me. But they were testing like word sequences that really worked well and word sequences that were terrible and did not perform very well. And what I mean by word sequences is it's three words in a row that can be implemented in many different headlines, right? They're pretty generic, but they're just like these really small sequences that they saw consistencies with. So. Um, for example, five content strategies that will make you double your site traffic, the number one authority in the industry, et cetera, um, will make you, just that phrase alone, performed way beyond anything else. Like, look, if you look at this chart, it more than doubled the second highest one. So will make you got so much engagement, and then the next one in line got less than half engagement. Um, so what you're going to want to do is use will make you as often as you can in your content, right? And there's ways to get really um, creative with that. I know it feels like you're like, how am I gonna do this? In the next slide, I'm gonna show you some examples on how to work it so it doesn't feel like it's the same all the time. And obviously you can't use it every time, like that is what it is. But know that that's something that you should certainly implement. Um, the second example, again, at like ha less than half performance, but still really good, was this is why. So for example, this is why top marketers like Gary Vee create three social posts a day, something like that. So 
will make you, here's some examples of those types of headlines. 24 pictures that will make you feel better about the world. What this airline did for its passengers will make you cheer up. So heartwarming. Six harsh truths that will make you a better person. Who wore it better? Picks that will make you laugh out loud. 13 travel tips that will make you feel smart. So as you see, like these all didn't feel like the same headline at all. They felt super unique to each other and it didn't feel like you were kind of repeating the same thing over and over again. Okay. So here's the list, because I know that that chart was difficult to see, um, but here's the list of the top ones and the worst ones that were used. So the least amount of engagement on the, on the right side, on the bad side. Um, I kind of want to run through some of the, the bad ones. It's interesting. Um, your own business work for you. And it's funny because we, before we saw this study, we used some of these. So now we're like, ooh, back it up and make sure that we're not using them. But like some of the how to move best for you, the effect of X simple tips. That one surprised me. Um, so, but then on the flip side of it, you know, you've got a lot of it you'll see is um, emotion evoking. We'll give you, give you goosebumps. Is too cute. Shock to see. Tears of joy. So emotions really, really play. Um, I'm going to keep this up. We're going to take a short break. Actually, we're probably going to keep, it's going to be a longer break um, because you're going to have to flush out your headlines. This is going to take some time. And what we'll do is we'll kind of come back in the middle so you can ask some questions. Um, and then we'll go ahead and break again and let you continue on. But essentially, based on the stuff that we went over on the headlines, the numbers, don't worry about that quite yet. Just how you want to headline each of your main videos. So all of your, like the actual main topic, the long form, we're going to have to create a cool headline for that. And then the other sub videos, each tip, they're going to need their own headlines too. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. And finally, this last part is chock full of information on demographic stats and kind of everything you need to know about posting content to Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Shana even goes into a post life cycle, basically how long before a piece of content gets buried beneath other content on each platform. Listen to this. All right. And then here's just additional tips just, you know, off the cuff. Um, upload to YouTube with transcriptions and captions. So if you're going to use Rev or even if you use Headliner, you can download the SRT file, which is the caption file, and then you can upload it into YouTube and it will automatically populate if people are watching it on mute. The nice thing about that is that YouTube already creates auto-generated uh, captions. And again, if you're talking as fast as I do, they're probably not very accurate. So at least you know you have picture-perfect captions that are going to populate, but that also helps with YouTube's search. So when people go to Google, which owns YouTube, or they go to YouTube and they search for something specific, you wanna make sure that all of your captions are proper and accurate so that your videos will populate. Okay, adding your YouTube video to your blog, we talked about this with Content Cuber, right? Cucumber, um, adding your video to your blog and embedding it is gonna help with your SEO. 
Um, Google loves when you put video on your website. They love it. So the more video on your site, the better. And also anything that's in that video as far as captions go are going to populate with SEO, so it's good. Um, send content to the guests to share. So for them, again, it was like a video podcast where they were they had lots of guests. So making sure that the guests were able to share the content as well. And then for stories, um, I know that you can break up like a one-minute story in, inside the apps, and it will break them up into 15-second clips. But their clips were up to two minutes. <clears throat> so they use a platform called Continual where you literally just click the video, and then it'll chop it up into as many 15-second clips as it needs to be. Uh, I'm answering that question right now. Should videos be clipped to post the stories? Hey, gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. Any questions on how they did it? Because now we're going to dive into this next section, to be fair and honest, is just a lot of data. It's about all the platforms. I'm going to super cruise through it because it's like I can glaze over sometimes, but I feel like it's good information to have. You'll have the deck, so you'll be able to go through it if you're super interested in specific ones. But we're just going to cruise through it. Is everybody cool with that? We're all good? Do we have questions on the repurposing piece and how Endless did it or any of the other stuff that we went through already? You guys tell me. I haven't seen any come through just yet. Seems like we've been, it's like question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. <laughs> right. So I think, I think we're happy to keep going. Okay, cool. We're going to keep on moving then. So let's talk platforms. So we've got Facebook first and foremost. So stats, over 2 billion active users. Who's on Facebook? Okay, this is, this is worded weirdly. It came from the study I pulled it from. But it's 88% of those people who are aged 18 to 29. It sounds weird, but we're going to cruise through the rest of them now knowing how that works. 84% of those who are aged 30 to 49. 72% ages 50 to 64. And then 62% of people aged 65 plus. So grandma's on it. Grandma's on Facebook. So if you're thinking that grandma's not on Facebook and you don't want to promote to her, you are wrong. People are spending an average of 35 minutes on Facebook every single day. So people who say, oh, my audience isn't on Facebook, like, calm down. Yes, they are. Some portion of your audience is on it. Unless they are super, super, super young and they are only on TikTok, then the, I can guarantee you that the majority of you have an audience on Facebook to utilize. This slide's going to pop up at the beginning of every section. It's just to kind of gauge where uh, B2B companies see uh, the most ROI. Who has, who's B2B? Who's business? Raise your hand. Okay, cool. So we've got a few of you guys in there. So this slide will be super helpful. So um, this was a study that asked people where they saw the most revenue generated and on which social media platform. Um, so they found that what, what's interesting is 57% of marketers, literally marketers for, for B2B companies, had no idea. They just didn't track it. They were like, I don't know what social platform works for me. We just post and we, we post and pray, basically, is what they do. Um, so that's not awesome, but... Of the people who did know, they saw that LinkedIn was 38%, Twitter was 13%, Facebook lands at number three, well, number four if you count, I don't know, at 10%. So not a huge portion, but still, you know, a good, a good amount. The lifespan of a Facebook post is five hours. What this means is when you go to post something on any of these platforms, it has a lifespan. It's going to you know, live on a feed for X amount of time, and then it's going to go away forever unless somebody engages with it. So let's just pretend that nobody liked, commented, shared anything on these on your post. That would be a tragedy, but let's just call it that for the moment. If that were to happen, you have 18 minutes on Twitter. That's it. Twitter makes me cry. 
because you put content on it and then it goes away almost immediately. Um, you get 21 hours on Instagram, which is actually pretty substantial. You get five hours on Facebook, 24 hours on LinkedIn. So it's by far has the longest uh, length. And then you get 20 plus days on YouTube. I just included YouTube because we're talking about it, but YouTube kind of lives forever based on search. So, um, so yeah, that's how that works. Now keep in mind, if somebody engages with it, it's going to expand, expand the lifespan, right? It's going to populate on your feed again. It's going to populate on their feeds, their friends and whoever's going to see it. So it's, it's good. How often to post on Facebook? Three times per week minimum. And the types of content you can post on Facebook are text articles, images, GIFs, video, and links to content, but not your video on YouTube. So you wanna make sure that you are posting natively into Facebook. You wanna make sure that you're uploading video natively on all of these platforms because they do not want to send you anywhere else. So, and we have a graph to show you kind of the data on that. Okay, we talked about size, right, on feeds. Um, you're going to want to do square on Facebook feeds. We already went through that stat. Okay. Um, it costs 7.5% less to get someone to engage with a square video on Facebook and 33% less for someone to engage with a square video on Instagram. So square, 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 square. Okay, so here's um, different sizes of video and how they the engagement they got through Buffer. Buffer is a social media posting platform. Um, you can schedule posts through their platform. So what they found is that on Facebook, um, Square obviously super performed well. Letterbox is like, like super, super landscape. It's like what the really fancy films are made out of, like real, real wide, not just the regular, like what your TV looks like, but when there's like actual black bars on the top and the bottom of it. Um, and then landscape is just landscape like your TV, right? So landscape was meh, Letterbox was absolutely not, and then Square was all the way through the roof. On Instagram, landscape was meh, Letterbox and Square were neck and neck. Um, the reason for that is because Instagram is a hyper-visual platform, so if something's in the letterbox, it means that it's probably a high-quality video. It was shot with a really nice camera, and since it's such a visual platform, likely that's the reason. And then Twitter um, was kind of a little bit even across the board. Okay, does anybody know where Facebook's favorite place to send people is online? In the chat, in the chat. Anybody? Where does Facebook love to send people? Ha, Facebook, of course it does. Facebook, so links and copy equals no, 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 no. Do not put links in your copy in Facebook. Do not put links to your video that you uploaded to YouTube because you don't want to spend the time to upload it to YouTube. This is what you're gonna do. If you have links to send people somewhere, like let's say you have a video podcast episode and you have your repurposed content on the feed, you're gonna want to say, hey, the link to the actual full episode is in the comments. I don't know how long Facebook is gonna allow this to be a thing, I feel like it's, going to be short-lived at some point, they're gonna catch on. But this is how you do it. You're gonna see the scroll at the bottom. Be sure to watch, listen to the whole episode, link in the comments. You scroll down and you put your link in the comments. Perfect. On Instagram, it's put your link in the bio. Um, you can use a platform like Linktree, which you click the link and it pops up and it's got all, rooms for a bunch of different links to send people places. There's other um, little softwares that'll do it as well. We use Linktree, but there's tons of them. Okay, so this is what I was talking about if you upload a video natively to Facebook or if you put a link to a YouTube video. Like, just look at the progression. This was, this was back in 2017, so it's way higher. Like, it's not even worth, there's no data on it now because everybody just knows, but this was then. And so look how high the engagement got on Facebook native and how much lower it got on YouTube. Like, it's, it's almost 
ridiculous to post a YouTube link on Facebook because nobody's gonna see it. All right, Instagram, let's rock and roll. Stats. It's the second most downloaded app in the App Store. One billion active users per month, 500 million active stories users a day, 112.5 million US users by 2020. I'm sure that has exceeded. This is an old slide. Apologies. 30%, 37% of American adults are users. Um, seven countries drop the likes button on Instagram. Uh, it's coming fast and fierce. And then Instagram landed towards the very, very bottom when they saw a return on investment or revenue. Um, Instagram in general is really great for brand awareness and consistently being in front of your audience, but you're not gonna see a lot of conversions out of this platform, but it's good to be on. It's kind of like the, the more times you can get in front of your audience, the better. How often to post? We're gonna go one to two posts per day. It's a super visual platform, so remember that. The types of content you can post are video, images, GIFs, and this is this, the, all the different types of video on Instagram is a little daunting, if I'm honest. You can post feeds, stories, IGTV, and reels. There's four different ways to post video on Instagram. Okay, so the content size for Instagram. You're not gonna wanna post landscape on Instagram, unless of course it's letterbox and it's like super visually incredible, but I'm, not, I'm sure none of us here are doing that. Um, feeds again, <clears throat> square or portrait. And then stories, IGTV, and reels are going to be the, uh, the full, the tall one, basically, the vertical video. Now, remember earlier I was talking about how it's going to crop. So what happens is, let's say you post um, something on IGTV. It's vertical, right? But whenever you go to, you're going to click preview to feed, and it's going to now populate as people scroll. But when it populates, it populates at a portrait size, so a little taller than square. So it's gonna cut off the top and the bottom. So what you don't wanna do is film a video and your face is on the top and it cuts off your face and people are staring at your neck. So there's a little size guide um, that will show you where it will crop. Then it's gonna crop again when it lives on your actual um, profile page, right? Because it's gonna be all a bunch of square tiles and it's gonna crop down even one more time. You can always add a thumbnail. We actually do thumbnails uh, for that very reason. Um, but yeah, just keep in mind that when you post vertical video on, on uh, Instagram, it's gonna crop a whole bunch of different ways. All right, LinkedIn stats, who's ready for LinkedIn? Who's, whose platform is LinkedIn? Yeah, we live there too, that's awesome, right on. I, lo I love LinkedIn. Um, okay, stats, over fi 590 million users, 61 million are senior level influencers, 40 million are decision makers, B2B leads, 80% of people found that they could get or 80% were getting them on LinkedIn, 13% on Twitter, and 7% on Facebook. Like, if you are B2B and you are not on LinkedIn, you are missing out. So make that the first platform that you dive into whenever you start repurposing your content. And you'll see here, of the marketers who know what happened with their social media, 38%, the highest, saw their ROI come from LinkedIn. Okay, this is really staggering. 1% of users on LinkedIn post content weekly. 1%. Do you know how much room that that leaves for people like you guys to post content and be seen? Because people are seeing content from the same users over and over and over and over again. Why not take advantage of that and become a part of that 1%, right? So 91% of executives use LinkedIn as a content source. So if 91% of executive level people are looking to LinkedIn as a content source and 1% of the users are actually posting the content, it leaves a huge gap for you to go in and actually make some noise. Okay, so the types of content that you can post on LinkedIn are video, 
images, articles, and blog posts. You can do that in the form of LinkedIn articles, or you know you can post your blog posts. It doesn't. LinkedIn's not terrible with links, so you can actually put links in there. Um, downloadable guides, and then here's your size guide. So you've got Square again for um, image and video, and then for stories. Now that they have them, you can do vertical. Couple of tips: optimize your profile in LinkedIn. So you customize your URL, add background photos, search engine optimization profile. So making sure that your actual um, profile and the things that you put within it speak to the keywords that you want people to find you with, right? Oh, and put examples of your work was the last one. And then LinkedIn for pro networking. Request introductions. Check network updates and feed. Check who's viewed your profile. Leveraging LinkedIn groups and advanced search. Like if you want to network, LinkedIn is a great place to do that because you can do all of these things. You can literally search for people based on their title or their industry, things like that. It's it's pretty robust. All right. So for your status updates in LinkedIn, this is what you're going to want to do. So you can do square images and video. You can post links, which is nice. The copy in LinkedIn matters. The more the more copy you do in general on LinkedIn does a lot better. I mean, you don't want to write novels, obviously, but copy actually really does make a difference in how much engagement you're going to get on your video. And when I say copy, I mean like the text that you're typing in with your with the assets that you're posting. Um, and the first two lines are very important. That's like what they're going to see before they click show more, right? So the first two lines that you put up there are going to be the attention grabbers when it comes to copy. All right, best times to post: Wednesday from three to five. Uh, central, Tuesday from 8 to 10 central, Wednesday from 10 to 12 central, Thursday from 1 to 3. All right. Is that like a data dump of LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook? <laughs> All right, y'all. I know it was so much information, but I hope you got something out of it. I mean, feel free to re-listen, pause, rewind, whatever you have to do. If you're a Digital Marketer Lab member, that workshop is available for you to begin at any time. So you can do the work along with Shayna and she'll teach you how to repurpose things you already have to create a year's worth of content in a single day. And if you're not a lab member, I hope you will be. And I'd love to see you in our community of incredible marketers. As always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners. If you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials, and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.